0: Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Nuke podcast. This morning I am joined with Ia Ansut, an interesting nuclear war- young star as I would say or call it uh, because uh, um, she has really turned uh, an interesting kind of um, uh, maybe eye I would say to the look to the people who are really interested in nuclear she's such a very young person from high school uh, and her motivation and drive has brought her to this um cop 27 so we're going to have a session with her and uh she will share with us all around um, her motivation and drive and what has brought her here and what she has um, gained so far and her contribution maybe a call to action and take home for for you so listen up Hello, um, Ia, uh, it's very nice to meet with you. Please, can you tell us a bit about you? And maybe if I did not get the pronunciation of your name very well, feel free to correct me. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm Ian Stut and I'm 17 years old and I'm here at COP27 with Nuclear for Climate. And uh, essentially, we're here to talk about my journey here
0: all right thank you very much uh, you've come all the way from sweden and uh, you are here in egypt perhaps um your first time in this part of africa i know you have been in africa before i think you've been in kenya or something is that right
1: yeah i was okay. in kenya before
0: all right cool uh, so you've had a very good experience of africa and um, there's the unique thing about your presence here that actually struck me the most uh, that's your age and uh, your motivation at that age at the same time so i am um, way older than you, but I still consider myself a youth. I think it's more appropriate to call you the Gen Z youth, right? So perhaps the category that fits you the most is what is really in vogue right now. So, and it's a very big challenge. So please, can you tell us a bit about your journey towards being uh, so pro-nuclear and uh, yeah, all the way coming to COP27, please?
1: Yeah. So essentially I was active in Fridays for Future in my hometown and we were 50 people in my town in Fridays for Future and only two of us were under the age of 18. Uh, so it was me and a friend and half a year in to us starting this movement, uh, my friend uh, gets hospitalized for climate anxiety because all the other people in the movement, these 48 other people are really, really against all modern solutions. Like they want everyone to live in a forest, that, that's their deal. And. It was so unrealistic and it was so depressing really that I felt like there needed to be a better way. So I started researching and I found nuclear power and it solves so many issues at once. Like it solves both the climate crisis but it also helps solve energy poverty and the global inequality and it's just, it's a good solution.
0: That's quite interesting, like, I mean, uh, finding a solution at such a young age, like, I mean, the first place is to have the motivation to go researching, you know, uh, many young lads in your category are very, um, um like, up and doing, like, they are very uh, unstable, I would say, <laughs> if that's the right word they will be more, um, kind of more, I'm mean, able to doing something maybe into uh, like that will make them either in, in art or something more actively engaging, I would say. Not something as boring as research. So it's quite interesting and motivating at the same time to find, you go through um from the forestry group to finding nuclear to be a solution uh, for climate in that regard. So coming to COP27 like how was it for you like what's your motivation what's really like um uh, was uh, uppermost in your mind towards um uh, coming to COP27 and do you think you have been satisfied so far have you made enough contribution as you expected and or are you hoping for something like tell us
1: so primarily my motivations to come to COP what you felt like first i really I just really like talking about nuclear power and this is a great opportunity to do it. But beyond that I also feel like it's really important to have youth voices represented because like a lot of the people that are saying they are youth voices are often the people that do actually have power. They're thirty or even older than that sometimes. And it's like you are already an active part in the political system in a way that kids aren't and i feel like that puts such a disadvantage i feel like it's really important to have that voice and like make it clear and since i'm I, I live in the global north i have an opportunity that most other kids don't to be here and i feel like it's really important for me to to take that opportunity and do the best with us
0: all right that's very good you know um when you talked about um the opportunity being in the global north, a lot of youngsters in the global south and Africa, especially, may not have, or even though they have the motivation to come to a place like this, they may not have the um, the enablement or the funds kind of to to come here. But those in the global north are kind of enabled somehow, but uh, finding motivation and a drive in nuclear it's a bit boring because it's kind of um uh i don't know some people think it's too slow or something like that and not too adaptable for young people to like or something like that it's not as like shiny and um, glistering as would want to attract the young stars in your category so It's quite interesting to see that you found motivation enough to bring you to this place. So my kind of um, curiosity is this do you think that um you can get more people like you uh to join your uh, like people in your category maybe in your your school or something like that maybe that will be interested in this kind of um, um idea or motivation you have for nuclear and do you have any plans like do you have anything like a school club or group that you want to put together maybe to further your maybe your drive in this regard
1: Absolutely I think the nuclear power and the emission behind that is one of the main steps in solving the climate apathy and the feeling of nothing will solve itself and we're screwed. that a lot of I feel like, I feel like a lot of people in my generation have um, and I think nuclear is a really important step in solving that uh, so and I'm kind of trying to start a youth group for the Swedish eco modernists. Uh, but I'm also trying to make the youth group that I'm already in become more pro-nuclear.
0: That's very interesting. You know, sometimes it makes it doesn't make much sense to go form a new group when there is another ex- existing one that can help you propagate your ideas. So it's quite interesting that... And the eco- eco-modernist group you want to form is a very good one to have um, a section of it in your country. So, uh, yeah, keep up in that great job. Um, The global population is rising, and um, 60% of the population in sub-Saharan Africa uh, are youths. And um, they are not just um, grown-up youths, but really young ones, like from age 25 downwards. So this um, kind of gives a very good twist, and the statistics are in the favor of the young people so when we can catch these uh, people young i think it gives a very good impetus to propagating a very good solution for climate and uh, i would like to kind of um, maybe hear from you like being in this category of people who is the who are the hope for the future like like in the next 20 30 years you'll be still very active in your in your if nothing unfortunate happens and i hope I mean, you'll be the people that, uh, like, the world is looking up to to bring the viable solution to our climate. So do you have any new idea, kind of, that you hope if the leaders of thought or our nations or leaders of um, organizations... Maybe hear from you, you think they will, okay, you want them to act in a particular way. Maybe being a youngster, do you think you have any need for them particularly?
1: I feel like it's really important that as many people as possible are engaged in civil society and that you are active. I feel like the cornerstone of democracy is functioning organization. You can't have a functioning democracy without plenty of people that are active in civil society democracy isn't just going to vote every four or five years it's about taking an active part in society because you can it's a part about about changing society and i feel like that's really important to note that like if you have any ability to engage in solving any of the issues you're concerned about that's really important because the more people are engaged in anything, the more people will get engaged in climate change specifically, because you can't do any good change without first solving climate change. Sure,
0: sure, sure. I was at the um, Denmark pavilion yesterday and the leader of the Youth for Climate group for EU, uh, she's from Denmark as well, I think her name is Nadia or something. So she was like, to get the right solution, you, don't, you need to go beyond um, public-private partnership and get into what is called the public private people partnership that's people elements need to be included in the whole conversation and the people when you come to talk about it that affects the real change and action are the young people and this is a very good message for the um, organizations and those who want to actually bring uh, action to the climate um, drive as a whole to look at the people component, and beyond the and in addition to the people component the young people's component. so in my opinion i would i would say that to get the real needed results for the whole climate action the people who are the real focus and should be engaged in more are the young people and i'm very very happy that um people as young as you are, already get engaged in this kind of drive, and I hope that the those in the position of leadership are really, um, I mean, getting the right word and the right perspective as to how to focus rightly to get the good results that is expected. So now your the COP is um, already at its um, peak and. Um, Uh, after a few very few days people will be heading back home do you have maybe any specific lesson you've learned and maybe any kind of uh, message you want to send to people and maybe uh, in sweden or in europe or in the global south and can you like any words you think or lessons
1: i feel like the most important thing i've learned here is that even the people that are causing the harm think they're doing good. And I feel that that's really important to take with you that there is no one or at least very, very few people in the world that are actively thinking that what they do is bad and they're gonna keep doing it. (laughs) And I feel that that's really important to take with you when you talk with people, even the people you view as your enemies, they do not view themselves as that. And there is so much cooperation that can be had, and even if they have different priorities than you, you have to be able to argue so that it looks like it prior it f- fulfills their priorities too
0: yeah
1: um, and beyond that, I think engage 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 you have yeah. to talk to people you have to be active you have to do the work yourself you can't just go around being like.
0: Uh, the government will fix it because the government won't fix it Alright, all right. thank you so much um, Ia and uh, it was a very informative and exciting time with you, like you really challenged me a lot about the youth engagement and I hope that our listeners in that category will also be challenged as well, I hope to have more time with you, thank you very much for listening to this episode of AfriNuke Podcast stay tuned for more on this, thank you